fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Two Dudes Movie Review Show. We got no suggestions, so you guys are stuck with the name. <laughs> You're stuck with the name. Maybe after the games, we'll figure out something else. Could be. Could be. So, so yeah, we are. We're here to do the movie review show. This week, we are reviewing Quarterback, uh, a documentary series on Netflix produced by Peyton Manning. And we are ranking our top five pieces of CrossFit content uh, over the last, over the life of CrossFit, I guess. So, which one do you want to do first, Charlie? Uh, let's go quarterback first. Okay. So, you go ahead and start. Um, I think it's a great concept. Um, I mean, we've watched Hard Knocks for years. It's all on one team. But I think this goes even deeper into people's lives. Um, I like the way that it's – you really see three different – are we giving spoilers away? Or are we just – the, the season's already played out, right? So – yeah, I mean, you know what happens. Football, right? Yeah. And you know what happens in these people's lives. But, but you know, you got the top of the mountain, you got the bottom of the mountain, and you got basically right in the middle. So you kind of – I think they got lucky hitting all three. All you needed was like a contract dispute. So I saw an interview with Peyton Manning, and he said that was the goal. He wanted a quarterback at – a different quarterback at three different levels – throughout the season, kind of follow how it goes and see what surprises may come up. And so I think he got that, right? You have Patrick Mahomes maybe considered the greatest quarterback, not only of today, but maybe in the upper echelon of all time. You've got Marcus Mariota, who was the number one draft pick and who has struggled mightily since coming into the league, mainly to stay healthy. And then you have Kirk Cousins in the middle who has made a fortune in this league because people believe in him enough to give him a long-term deal. So he kept getting franchise, but he was good enough to win games. So he kept getting franchise tagged and he ended up making more money than anybody else over like a five-year span. Yes. In the league. Um. But it, it goes a long way to tell you, like, they didn't believe in him enough to give him a long-term deal. So, like, he's kind of in that in-between. Here are my big takeaways, and you can jump in where you want. Okay. Uh, Kirk Cousins, his wife lays out his clothes. Yes. And it causes hilarity in this documentary. <laughs> it's made fun of for some of the uh, outfits he wears. And the cool part was that the wife knows what she's doing and knows he's going to get made fun of, but she thinks it's cute anyway. My favorite line is, he looks like a guy that's swimming in Cole's cash. <laughs> yeah, that, that may be, that may be the line of the, of the documentary. Um, the other thing about Kurt that stuck out to me is, he loses a playoff game. He says in the documentary that it's the biggest loss of his career. He goes to leave the stadium. Kids still want his autograph. And then, um, and then he gets to home and it's trash night. And mm. even though he just suffered this horrible loss, still got to take out the trash. Got to take out the trash. And then he still had to do all the dad duties read the bedtime story, get the kids ready for the bath. And the whole time his son's going, 
Yeah, you lost 31 to 24. That's how I know you lost, Dad. <laughs> like over and over and over again. Yeah, that kid be sleeping outside. <laughs> um, the Marcus Mariota part, my takeaways were his wife was pregnant. His wife was a high-end athlete in college, and she would test him on what he had to study for each week, which I thought was a really cool concept. Mm -hmm. um, and then he left the team the week he got benched to have his knee fixed. Now, there's two ways to look at this. There's the thing that, okay, you benched me, I'm gone. I'm out. <laughs> there's the other thing that, well, you benched me and my knee's been hurting. Now's the time to get it fixed. So, and they kind of dive into both aspects of that. Yeah. Because the team felt one way and he definitely felt another. Yeah. But just spoiler alert, he's not with that team this year. <laughs> um, and I thought, I, I mean, I, it kind of endeared me to him a little bit, but yeah, gosh, the guy just cannot catch a break. He cannot catch a break. Um, and then of course the Mahomes, the Mahomes thing was probably pretty much the, it was mostly cousins and him, I think throughout, but as it goes, he's the only one left at the end to go play in the Super Bowl. So it really the feature on him. And yeah. we've got to say the episode, the chiefs playoffs game against the Jaguars was insane. I forgot mm -hmm. how tight that game was. And I, and, but I did remember his injury. And that he doesn't want to come out of the game. The coaches need him to go get x-rayed because they don't want him back out there on a broken leg. Mm -hmm. And he's refusing to go back. And finally, they, they calm him down enough to go get an x-ray. And that's, that's um, what I really like about this thing is that, you know, when you're watching it and that's happening live, you know, the announcers speculate on what's going on on the sideline, but they think he's saying... But with this, you know exactly what's happening. Uh, back to the Kirk Cousins thing. Uh, Elise says, my, grand, my grandma used to do that for my grandpa <laughs> because she wanted them to match. <laughs> and they were married for about 75 years. So it must not have bothered him much. It was one, th one thing off of his mind. They don't have to think about it. It's pretty right. long. I don't think she gave him the gold chains, though. I don't think that was her. No, no. Her idea. Um, so the other thing that I I thought was funny is they show a lot of Brittany Mahomes in the press box or in the, mm -hmm. in the box. And in that Jaguar game, she is alone for like the entire second half. Like everybody moved away. And she was there all by herself uh, for that entire second half. Well, there's always been word that she can be not very pleasant at times in the middle of games. So it would make sense. Well, and her man is out there hurt. Right. Right. And she's, I mean, she's yelling about it. And like, it shows like the angst of being a wife to what they're going through. The, the one part I missed about Kirk Cousins, man, that dude's a tough son of a bitch because um, the amount of hits he took in the same spot, every time the ribs would just about heal, he'd get it. Right <laughs> it's like and that I, little and you get hit in your arm and you're just like in the same spot. And you're like, what the shit? Yeah. And the mic's picking up his pain like mm -hmm. he moans every time he gets hit there and yeah. like every movement makes him moan more um and these d linemen are like oh you're all right get up <laughs> I, I loved that they picked up why patrick mahomes wanted to play the bengals more than the bills yeah um and they kind of illustrate that earlier in the documentary when they have a regular season game against the bengals Mm -hmm. 
and how the Bengals fans treat him when he comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last couple things, uh, the Mahomes mansion that they're having built with yes. the uh, par three hole in the backyard, the indoor basketball court, the pool with the fire element. Um, what else? I mean, my gosh, that place has everything. You got seven hundred million dollars. You could kind of just pretty much do whatever you want. Uh, but with all that, he was still put in the friend zone in high school by his wife. <laughs> yeah, in seventh grade. And the last thing I'll say about that part is, uh, Mahomes, the training. I thought the training aspects was cool from a CrossFit perspective. Yeah. The differences in how like a quarterback needs to train than like we need to train. It's a lot of twisting, a lot mm-hmm. of jumping, a lot of explosiveness, um, and like the power twisting that they're doing, like swinging yeah. that like steel club and mm-hmm. and then that that contraption where he's pulling and pushing and <clears throat> I thought that was really cool to kind of get a a really big look into that. But then you see on some days he's doing snatches, he's doing squats. So you got a little bit of everything in there. So, um, something going wrong with my Canva here. Okay. So anyway, at the end of the day, we, we did the ratings and I'll share my screen. I thought that it was a pretty good documentary. And why can't, oh, there we go. And there it is. Uh, Charlie gave it four and a half footballs. Uh, And I gave it five helmets. Oh, I thought those were Steelers helmets. I was about to say, I did not authorize. No, man, those are Clydesdale Media helmets. Those are Clydesdale. We buy the team? I didn't know about that. Yeah. Great. Next next season, here we come. <laughs> Let's start with the XFL. <laughs> yeah, I, we're we're more the uh, USFL. <laughs> <laughs> the debunked uh, Arena League. But I think just like anything that in. Peyton Manning seems to have the Midas touch these days. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. like anything he touches is turning to gold. The the Manning cast, the Pat McAfee college football cast, um, all those things are just kind of blowing up. And uh, and I thought it was really, really, really well done. They're going to do a season two. We don't yeah. know who the quarterbacks are this year, um, but I'm super stoked for it. And I binge watched it pretty fast. Um, and I, and my wife even enjoyed it. Like she saw me watching the first couple episodes and then she wanted to watch it as well. So, uh, it's got a little, little something for everybody. So, I mean, I get to see the inside of the wives' lives and kids and how Patrick doesn't want to do photos and his wife's like just 17 more. (laughs) I think that sounds really like another couple I know. (laughs) <laughs> just just like, saying I just got no time for it no place to be I go to, go to Charlie's Instagram and try to find a picture of him <laughs> and then hang Don't out with them and, and Lisa will take 75,000 pictures and selfies in one night yep and I want, I'm in none of them yeah so yeah, you and you and Patrick Mahomes have a lot in common. Yeah, we do. Just about seven hundred million things you don't have in common. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just the way my bank account works. All right. So now we're gonna do uh the CrossFit content, top five of all time. We will start with number five. And let me get to uh, that area so I can fill in. Sure. Our our charts. 
Here we go. Um, so we will do, I'm going to get rid of that. And we'll make this a little bit bigger. See my, see all of my little CrossFitters down there on the, the oh, yeah. see that? There we go. Uh, a lot of those are worth my, uh... media content. Here we go. <laughs> so I started with, uh, eight seconds. Eight seconds. Isn't that what it's called? Every second counts. Every second counts. That's right. Good thing I speak Charlie. <laughs> and it's a first foray into like you look at it, like even if you watch it now, you're like, why are they struggling with 115? What, what, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I that's actually going to pop up on mine as well, uh, a little bit higher, but I. I went back and watched it this weekend mm -hmm. and uh, seeing John Wellborn, an NFL lineman at the CrossFit games, trying to compete. <laughs> now I know that linemen aren't necessarily the most ideal football player to throw out uh, for fitness in a, in a CrossFit event, but there's always that adage, like how would a pro football player do against all these CrossFit right. athletes? Well, he did not do well. Let's just say that. We got like a guy like Spiels who's like, was he five two three? Maybe, maybe one thirty. Just out here yeah. killing it. Um. So yeah, I'll I'll say more when I get there. Um, but my number five is. Just on Earth, a decade of fitness. Hmm. And that is uh, the 2016 uh, CrossFit Games documentary. Okay. Um, and it, the reason it, I loved it is that was the year they went to the ranch, back to the ranch to do the games. And mm -hmm. it was like that top secret thing where they're sitting in the airport with tickets. Mm -hmm. They don't know where they're going. <clears throat> and I felt like you got a lot of like inside Intel behind the scenes stuff as they're sitting in the airport waiting to go to the, the games. And if you remember, they didn't really, they didn't stream the events from the ranch. Right. All you got were like highlight things. So when the documentary came out, you finally got to see like some good footage of dancer 600 pound deadlift of Brooke Wells, 500 pound deadlift or whatever it was. <clears throat> um, and that was uh, something I really enjoyed. Um, so, yeah. And it came Which, down. It was the first year Fraser won. Yep. Uh, it was the second year that Katrin won. And it was that close. It was the Tia Toomey meltdown video. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time she would need to melt down, by the way. Isn't it ironic that they didn't stream that event then? It wasn't that big of a deal. Now it was it was stream something. Deal, but it didn't it didn't get the think that this year got. Correct. Like now it's just a huge like, oh what's happening? Then it's like eh, it sucks, but okay more intrigue what, what what's going on what's happening was that the year they really highlighted travis slash our guy trev yep yeah yeah uh well the big feature was the year before actually okay because that that's on mine that's my next one so i'll go ahead and okay. do that one uh my next one is um I'll just copy and paste it over. Here we go. Uh, my number four is behind the scenes, 2015. Mm -hmm. And that was the 
when Travis first got kind of discovered and he only added 6,000 uh, viewers on Instagram <laughs> and they were trying to get him with Brooke Wells in the background to get his yeah. Instagram account up, yeah. <laughs> which was freaking awesome. It's also the behind the scenes where Ben Smith face plants running mm. on the beach to get out into the water. And mm -hmm. I could watch that over and over and over again. And we actually talked to him about it on the show um, and showed him the clip and he was laughing about it. So I think I can make fun of it now. But yeah, that was, that was my number four. Um, my number four piece of CrossFit content. Ten. Okay. And Elise, Elise says it's going to be weird having a games without Travis there. Yes, it will. <clears throat> so a little like inside baseball. We used to do a draft at my old gym uh, where we would draft players for like a fantasy thing before the fantasy thing became big. Mm -hmm. And Shelly and I would fight and jockey for position to get Travis in the appropriate place. Because yes. he was both of our favorite. And I knew, I knew if I didn't get him before Charlie did, Charlie was going to take him. And so we he would was, jockey for that. He was that sleeper. That you hope that it felt like we were the only two that knew about. Yeah, because we were in a league with a bunch of people that didn't really follow the sport, right? Uh, and it was like taking candy from a baby. Yes, except for Charlie. Yeah. So my fourth was there are multiple ones, kind of in one unit of the day in the lives that mayhem used to put out. So you've followed Rich for a day. This is when Sarah was training there, they followed her for a day. Um, yeah. They had Sigmund's daughter. Yeah. She was living with it. <laughs> the gym mom. Yeah. Uh, which was Rich's real mom. No, was it? No, no, no. Um, they had a couple and other they, people. Drew. Uh, uh, Kristen Reffert. Yep. Uh, who was living in the tent behind the barn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which yeah, was fantastic. She'd go yeah, wash off with a pot of water <laughs> back R running naked through the field yeah yeah those those were amazing uh lindy barber days she was, yeah. she was there um so yeah that was ellie good. ellie would drive that hour every day go train because she was in nashville or knoxville or one of them so Elise says, speaking of that, did you download the new Heat One app? So I just got noticed today, um, and I'll probably talk about it more Thursday night a little bit. I have it on my list to do that, but we can talk about it here. Uh, Tyler Watkins, uh, who does Lawn Chair Leaderboarding, which is a CrossFit Games fantasy, developed an app called Heat One. And... You can download it now today. I just downloaded it a little bit ago. And uh, at least that's me, Clydesdale one. I am the number one Clydesdale. Uh, I'm Clydesdale. Uh, Charlie, Charlie, I've got I've got to like help him download technology. <laughs> yeah. I'm like a 65 year old man. That may, that may take a week. But you download it. They have a bunch, they're gonna have a bunch of different games on there. The one that's live now is you pick who you think is going to be top 10 men, top 10 women, and then based on how many points off you are from your pick, you get so many points. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's a game that's live right now. But you have two weeks to sign up uh, and make your picks because Heat 1 actually is two weeks and two days away. But yeah, definitely going to be fun. I did see Elisa's name in there. Um, I saw Wad Zombie in there already. 
um, mm. Mike Halpin. Uh, yeah, a lot of people already signed up. John Young, uh, Barbell Spin. So all the all the heavy hitters are in there already. So it should be fun. All right, Charlie, you want to hit number three? Oh, uh, my number three um, was one of the road to the games in 16. So 16.6, which they called the Avengers, which followed Fraser Smith, Thor's daughter, Katrin, I believe, and one other I can't think of. Okay. So just the, the fact that they were following who ended up being at the top and kind of, you know, it was a good Frazier Smith, how they were right there together. Um, and then obviously Andy's, Andy, it's just been a monster for now, <laughs> like 25 right. years. Um. I love that one because when they did the Smith brothers doing the track, the track mm -hmm. work, uh, with the, with, I think Adam Klink, a uh, couple other, the big names from the Krypton crew yeah. back then. Um, that was freaking awesome because everybody knew that Ben could lift. Everybody knew that Ben could do the rope climb, things like that. And that he was out there doing some track work, uh, able to peek into a different level. Little did we know that, uh, little Matty Frazier was working on his track game as well. So doing his sprinting. At a completely different level. <laughs> Almost as much as Mars was doing his track, apparently, because yeah, as he chased them down with that camera. The fittest cameraman on Earth. <laughs> yeah, and what was Sean Woodland's uh, phrase? Is there anything this man can't do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, I love that one. That was a really good uh, road to the. That was road to the games, right? Yep. So I actually, uh, and we can talk about it now. I had road to the games. The whole series is kind of my honorable mention. None of them made my top five list, um, but I had it as honorable mention because I loved that series. It was so character driven, um, athlete driven. I loved it. My favorite one was in 15 when they followed Brooke Entz and uh, Josh Bridges to the California Regional. And both of them didn't make the games. Both of them 16. had meltdowns. Was that 16? Yeah, because that's my number two. <laughs> okay. All right, sorry. Spoiler, I'll, I'll just move on to my other. All right, no, so I'll give you my, my number three. Um, so as you guys can tell, we do not compare notes beforehand. Uh, my number three, which one, would that be? which one would what be? I said, what fun would that be? Oh yeah. yeah. So my number three is an oldie. Uh, it is Sisu, uh, the Miko Salo documentary. Um, it is raw um it's in finland it's in his hometown it shows like the how different crossfit was back then that he would train when he could but he's he was a full-time fireman uh he was a full-time son had to move his dad's furniture even though that was during a training day and it, he didn't miss any of the training during those days <laughs> the best was the homemade wall ball uh, that I think was a pillow stuffed with sand and then duct taped uh, around a bunch. Uh, and he would throw, and it was squarish. It wasn't even like a ball. And he would throw that up as his wall ball every day. Um, by far one of the best uh, documentaries I've ever watched. Uh, so cool, so raw, so in in his element. And not only do you learn about like the beginnings of CrossFit and the 2009 champ, you learn about like 
different culture and what life is like in Finland as compared to here. So uh, I really, really enjoyed that one. It's like a Rocky Ford montage. Just kind of is. Whatever you got. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and like the rower in the closet because it didn't fit anywhere else. And like, mm. and in that dank, cold basement with the paint chipping off the walls. And like, it just, it just had, you're right, it was Rocky Four. It was grab some stones, chuck them over the, you know, the wall, whatever <laughs> you're going to do. All right. So I, I ruined your number two. That's all right. Uh, it is road, road, road to the games, instant bridges. It's actually sixteen six. The other one's sixteen four. I can type. I can. I swear. Ents and is there? There's no D, right? Grid. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Chris and some bridges. Uh, I'll check it later yeah. before I post on Instagram. So for me, I mean, Josh is my guy because probably the same height, but he was probably my f- favorite. Him and Hepner were right there together, but I think he kind of ascended on that because he still looks like he's could go out there and do it. But then it was. You know, is he too old? Is he um, is he past it now? But like you said, they both at regionals. They both don't make it, so it's really the the full scope of emotions there. Ince is big. You know, this is our first look into who Martin is really, because they were together at the time. Um, and Marston gets pummeled. Pummeled. <laughs> Pummeled by Brooke during this one. Yeah. He takes on the chin, trying to be a supportive husband, and she wants no part of it. Yeah. You kind of saw the cracks there. <laughs> right before her eyes. It probably made me a bigger Marston fan in that moment. Yes. Well, because of how much he took during that weekend. Yes. Brooke Ents, Natty or not. Not, not now, today, but 2016. No. No. I think we got glimpses into uh, the original Roid Rage. Yeah. Um, yeah. In that, in that so. documentary. And, and, I will, and I will say I was one of the biggest Brooke Ents fans in the world. I... Like, I thought she was the cat's pajamas, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, when she hit those cleans the year before uh, mm, at the yeah. games uh, with the sunglasses on and all cool and calm. She, like, was, she was Spiegel before Spiegel. Yeah. Um, bigger than anyway. everyone, but still, like, I'm the shit out here. And then we're not really doing anything. And the funny thing is in 2017, she actually joined the broadcast crew. I don't know if you remember that. I was volunteering at the games uh, the year with the hay bales. Uh, When we were done with our job, they brought out a cooler of beer. I shotgunned about five of them in five minutes because I was so thirsty. And I met Brooke and I was drunk off my ass. (laughs) And, like, I have a picture, and I have a picture that has me looking uh, 10 sheets to the wind uh, with my arm around Brooke, just smiling like I've, uh, like I stole the neighbor's cat or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the best memories of my CrossFit life. Okay. So yeah, that's a great one. I, that's that is, in my opinion, the best road to the games. I don't know what your number one is, but uh, that's where I would, I would have that as number one. So, 
my number two, oh my gosh. I'm just trying to copy and paste here. Uh, is don't be my number one. The best running four. Ugh. Is that your number one? That's my number one. I'll go ahead and drop her in there and we can just talk about it together. There you can edit and post. There we go. Burning four. Um, go ahead. I'll let you go first. Well, it's your I'll leave you go. Pull picture up. So, go ahead. I was just gonna say. So, part of it's nostalgia. Part of it is the fact that you got to watch it in a theater. Um, you know, it was one of the first times actually that really kind of almost where Clydesdale was born because it was me, you, Amy, Sprinks. Is Mike there? Uh, I don't know. I think Aaron was there. So it was the early group, but big part of the Clydesdale was all there together. Um, it was a great look into just how great an athlete he was, but also him as a person. Um, the whole adoption thing was on there. You know, the conversations about that, um, you know, his family's in there. Every, every, it had everything you want in a documentary. Yeah, I, and so if people don't, people probably don't know. Uh, my best friend, uh, Sprinkles, did a commercial for Rogue back then. Because of that, we got tickets to go see the premiere here in Columbus and Heber attended like Heber, Heber was there like a short haired Heber gave like a synopsis before it started about what the movie was about um, and uh, it was really cool and um, and then we got to watch it in that big theater on the big screen and you're right they blew shit up in that thing. It was like an action movie. <laughs> Do you remember like the flamethrowers and the <laughs> yeah. stand with the flag behind them? Yeah. And so <clears throat> it was, it was just a great epic flick, but the adoption story like sent it over the top, mm -hmm. the emotion about them not being able to have their own children, how they had to adopt and how, um, they got the news right before that year's games. What was it? Or was he at regionals? Somewhere they were sitting on that couch. Bailey was there. Danny boy. Yeah. And they were just waiting for the knock call to happen. They were at the games. Yeah. It didn't show at the games the high quality of eating they had with a two day old pizza and who knows what was in that room with those boys. Right. So, um, because Elise is such a good listener and she made the request, I, I don't, I don't even have this like framed or anything because I look so looped. Um, but here it is. Uh, the picture. Oh yeah! Look at that. Hey, it's Yeah, I am pretty much uh, ten sheets to the wind at that point. Uh, but hey, we had a good time. See, it looks like that one. She was not as big as she was the year before. Uh, that's just because I am a Clydesdale, and I make everybody look small. No. Back then, she would have made you look small. She was large. Uh, Elise says, you just look super happy. Yeah, that's one way of putting it. <laughs> She's so nice. Um, always but always anyway. half, glass half full. I like it, Elise. But yeah, that was, that was a fun day.
um, because she wasn't yelling at me like she did Marston. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, froning, froning for uh, number one in your book, number two in mine. And so, you know what my last one is. Uh, it's the same as your number five, which is every second counts. I think I need um, to rewatch it. And so, yeah, like I said, it's the, and it just like the Miko Salo documentary is so raw. Um, the fact that the the dude gets an Adidas sponsorship, like they don't have Nanos, they don't have Metcons back then. Uh, he gets the old Adidas runners and the adidas shorts uh to to wear to the games there were no crossfit there was no crossfit gear like guys are like they're showing them ripping open on pull on chest of our pull-ups it was crazy and like they had to carry they had they did that hill run basically like a mini trail run that spieler did in three minutes and 22 seconds so it wasn't even that far. They're carrying people off the hill because they can't get off themselves. And then you've, and I, what I love about it is it's kind of the beginning of what CrossFit was. And then fast forward to 2020, they do that mileage on the hill. And then only for Castro to tell them to turn around and go back. Right. And they didn't, they didn't even flinch. They were just like, well, he got a middle finger from Frazier, but yeah, but he still crushed it. Like it. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Uh, it was so much more extreme than what even 16, the trail run was so much harder than what was happening in 2008 and every second count. And the carnage in 2008 was so much greater. Now they had 195 participants at the games in 2008. So you have people of all skill levels on that hill, um, and it and it got ugly. Uh, the other thing that's cool is James Fitzpatrick, uh, who is the owner of OPT and is now coaching a lot of the semifinal athletes. Uh, from Canada that made it to the North America West semifinal. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was a participant back then and kind of known as the OG, the guy that, that the smart one, the guy who'd been studying how to train, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and he comes flopping down that hill like his legs don't work. And then <laughs> gravity kind of like take, take hold. And then it was Josh Everett who'd won the previous year finishes collapses and they have to carry him down off the hill now he's the he's the one that does the split snatches right correct <clears throat> and they talk about it in the documentary why he does it yeah and it, and it has to do with a knee injury that he had suffered and it was just safer on his knee it still does it <laughs> he's at the rogue masters doing it yeah so, so there's so Charlie's top five. Number five is every second counts for the May Mayhem's Day in the Life series. Number three, Road to the Games, and it's not 16-6. It's the Avengers. So I will I'll change that after. Um, number two, Road to the Games, Ensign Bridges, and number one, Froning Four. Scott's top five is Fittest on Earth, A Decade of Fitness, number five. Uh, the Behind the Scenes, 2015. Uh, number three is Sisu, the Miko Salo documentary. Number two, Froning Four. And number one, Every Second Counts. And Kenneth, we're no longer friends. Because uh, he says the left list is better than the right list. First of all, I know that you're new to this CrossFit thing. He is correct. My my guess is you have not seen Sisu. 
And you probably haven't seen every second counts unless you're a diehard. Um, Listen, 16 was a long time ago. Because when I, I jumped into CrossFit in 2011, I didn't see those two documentaries until like a couple years ago. Like when I came in, it was Road to the Games and Froning Four and The Fittest on Earth and all of those. It wasn't until later that Arm and Hammer actually made a list like this and had those listed. I went back and watched them and they're just so good. And got to give them credit. If you're a Sevon fan, those two documentaries were his first two in the CrossFit space. Those were pre behind the scenes, but had kind of the same vibe just with one athlete as opposed to kind of all, all of them. I think you're, I think you're trying to downgrade my victory here is what's happening. I'm well, no, I'm not going to give you the victory. <laughs> it's clear. Right, you know, I'm, the I'm, I'm the winner. Um, Will it at least be the tiebreaker. At least just yep. as I look cute in the picture with Brooke Entz. So oh, I'm just taking that as the win. Uh, just take, yeah. It's it's probably who I have under my arm, not me, but okay. <laughs> Whenever you got the win. But honestly, like, I think the Sisu is 2009 and every second counts is 2008. So it's yeah. a very early, early CrossFit. Um. Definitely both are worth a watch. And it really does kind of show you how Savon came up with the behind the scenes because they he asked the same type of questions uh, to these athletes as he does in the behind the scenes. And every second counts. And to Miko uh, in that documentary as well, uh, which really gives you kind of a behind the scenes vibe to those two. Elise loves all the content. She can't, she can't pick between her children. <laughs> oh, I'll get you pumped up. Yeah, it's just, it's probably just what you're in the mood for. Yeah. Like, I forgot all about the Mayhem Day in the Life ones till you brought that up. And those were really, really well done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and probably I'd have to, now that I remember, I will ha I'd probably have to find a way to squeeze all that in into one of these slots. Because I think so, that was great doing those back then. Yeah, I think so. When he was the world's fittest cameraman. Yeah. So Marston took it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Which cool. He prefers pretty fit now. Not really a cameraman, though. <clears throat> um, Kenneth says that Vindicate, post, Vindicate posted him printing media shirts. Sevon returned basically confirmed. Um, well, it would... I would... First of all, it's the worst kept secret in CrossFit right now that someone <laughs> back to do uh, behind the scenes. Right. My God, like they just can't probably formally announce it. Right. Right. Um. But I would guess that they would. They would want them wearing the CrossFit media shirts to help them get to where they need to get to. Mm-hmm. Unless it happened so last minute that Noble couldn't get, but they just make tons of those shirts, tons. Um, it would just blow me away. Kenneth asks, Ogar, Doc, any good? Never watched that one. It is great. It is a tough watch, especially at the beginning. Because they show the accident. Um, um but it is it is very well done. It's just uh, a rough, rough 
I don't, I have a hard time watching like the ankle injuries in football and baseball and and the knees and all of that stuff. And you you see it all in that documentary of how he gets hurt. Yeah, I don't want to say that. So, uh, really well done, but I've watched it once and I've never gone back to watch it again. Uh, to be honest. Um, but with that, another show in the books. We're still looking for a new name. If you guys can come up with something creative, we'd love it. Um, we'll probably do one more show next week and then take a week off for the games and, uh, and then come back after that. So uh, if you have any ideas of things you want us to review um, or things you want us to rank, uh, let us know and we'll, we'll throw that in there. I think maybe just to kind of palate cleanse before the games, we'll, we may do um, rom-coms next week. Mm, I'm in. Top five rom-coms. Oof. There might have to be some honorable mentions on that list. And then uh, we'll look and see kind of what's coming out over the next week and see if what else we can uh, review. So Elise was just typing that. Um, if you don't know, Charlie and I are rom-com aficionados. Uh, it is our guilty pleasure in life. Mm -hmm. um, and I do know, um, I do know that we differ in opinions on what are the best ones. So it's going to be an interesting, interesting conversation. Yes, indeed. With that, we'll catch you all next time on the Two Dudes Movie Review Show until we find another title. <laughs>